there, welcome to Blockhead, the podcast where cartoonists talk comics and just about everything else. My name is Jeff Grogan, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so in a series of conversations with comics creators about their lives, their work, and comics. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Blockhead. Today we are talking to Jens Stive, who you may or may not have heard of. Depends on how many comics you follow on Instagram. Jens is the wonderful Norwegian cartoonist behind the equally wonderful Dunce. And the cause of this particular uh, episode or this interview is the publication, the brand new publication of Jens's uh, collection of comics translated into English for the first time. Dunce, Arctic Tales, burning up the charts right now on Amazon. And uh, you gotta, you, I'm, I'm telling you, you gotta. If you love comic strips, you gotta get this book. This is a terrific book, and I, I am not kidding. No hyperbole. Uh, I really love this comic strip, and I, I love everything about it. I love the characters. I love the humor. I love the way it's drawn. I love the stories, the, the whole bit. It's great, and I'm going to say this over and over again in this episode, uh, but I'm, it's, I'm not kidding. It's a great book. It's a terrific collection. If you're not following Dunce, uh, you should on Instagram, Dunce Comic, at Dunce Comic. Uh, it, it's a strip about uh, an unmarried, unwed father um, and his son and their friends and their dog, Brago. And you'll recognize situations, even though this is ostensibly taking place in Norway. It's very relatable, and I think Jens brings some enormous uh, talent, first of all, and charm and wit to his uh, his wonderful comic strip. So go out, get it. You don't have to take my word for it. Uh, Will Henry of Wallace the Brave has a quote here on the back. Dunce is a good comic strip. Better yet, Dunce is a superb comic strip. Uh, Scott Kurtz says, so jealous of his cartooning style, Jens is a master. And uh, so, it, you know, Linear of Macanudo says, Dunce is definitely my favorite strip of late. Thank you, Norway, for giving us Jens. He provides a humorous filter on life. And, uh, um, okay, if my word's not good enough, I think the words of those cartooning masters uh, should should send you to Amazon right away and pick up this collection. Dunce Arctic, Arctic Tales by Jens K. Stive. And that's uh, you'll find it all in the show notes. I'll probably put a link to it on Amazon in the show notes and uh, you can just check it out there there'll be other stuff in the in the uh, show notes as well as there usually are but definitely check that out okay um, this is exciting I've been following Jens's work for a long long time uh, he was one of the first people I encountered when I first started posting my own stuff on Tapas which I didn't do for very long it's just I, I it's you know there's there's a point at which I just can't keep up, and I know there are people who are really good at this, and I think success in this business nowadays has to do with being able to keep up 
the social media uh, stuff and to keep up, you know, the multiple places of posting, etc. And I know on Comic Lab they talk about it all the time and they've got it all worked out, those guys. And, you know, here's the plan and this is what you got to do. And, and, and I get it and I, I listen to other people too who, who, and they're really good at it. And, geez, I just can't, I can never seem to get a handle on it. And uh, I, I, I don't know whether it's, you know, it's a matter of carving out the time. I've got a, I've got a job, and the job keeps me really busy. And then cartooning keeps me really busy, and my life keeps me busy. And then trying to figure out how to do all this stuff, well, I'm just terrible at it, and I've always been terrible at it. So I never kept up with Tapas, and I never kept up with Webtoons, and I never kept up with any of those places. But Jens started. That's where I encountered his work when I first started posting. It was either um, Plastic Baby Heads or Jetpack Junior, or one of those, and uh, I was searching out other strips there, and I found uh, Jens's work, and I started following it there, and then I've followed it more or less ever since. And, and he and I had been planning to do an interview now for a long time, uh, actually when back when this this uh, podcast first began, but we never got around to it. And actually, I'm kind of glad we waited because. It coincides now with the publication of this wonderful book, and I can help. I can help uh, publicize it a little bit, and I really do hope that you'll check it out because it is—it's just a wonderful strip, just a wonderful comic strip. What more can I say? Uh, so I, you know, I wonder if you guys have any more luck posting on multiple platforms um I've never quite figured it out, and sometimes I just chalk it up to my age. I'm like ten years too old really. You know, I was 10 years too old. It was the next generation that really came up and embraced web comics before I really, you know, was clued in. I was kind of clueless. And I never really figured it out, you know, uh, it, appropriately. Um, thus, thus, there lies a tale. But it's, uh, ah, well, it's an ongoing tale. <laughs> so uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just stating a fact. It's just the way it is. Um, so, and, and I'm not proud of my incompetence, I have to say. It's not pride you, you sense. In, it's, uh, and it's, it's not even bewilderment. I know myself well enough now to know that there are certain things beyond my grasp. And that, that is one of them, I think. Uh, you know, so, ah, well, so be it. There are things at a certain, certain point in your life you just accept certain things about yourself. You, come, you learn to live with them. And I've learned to live with with my limited organizational skills. Let's put it that way. Um, there's some things I'm good at, and some things I'll never be good at. And uh, and I think that's that's chief among them. How I got to be chair of an art department? Well, that's at one point in my life. I no longer am. I was. <laughs> and how I I got through that with skills such as mine, uh, or lack thereof. Well. That's a story. So, well, why don't we just um, why don't we just get to the interview, hey? Uh, so you're going to notice that I mispronounce Jens's name multiple times through this this, uh, and I, I don't know why. It's pretty simple, um, Jens Jens Steve, and uh, but I do mispronounce it. And my apologies to Jens, uh, who may be listening to this, and uh, I hope I got it right this time. So, without further ado, myself. And Jens Stive in conversation. I'll see you on the other side. 
Hello, Jens Steiver. Welcome to Blockhead. Hi, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, man, I'm so excited to have you here. It's been, let's see, I've been following your work for, I don't know, a long time now. I think I originally came across it on Tapas, maybe. Is, is that where I might have? Oh, yeah, that's many years ago, yeah. Many years ago. That was yeah. the first place I saw it, but it was it hit me then. I loved what you were doing back then, and that must have been like 2013, 2012, something like that. And since yeah, maybe 14, because I had this very long uh, break from comics, but I came back in around 2014, so mm -hmm. must have been uh, around that time. Around that time, and, mm. and around the time you were you were doing dunce at that at that point. Um, yeah, well, it was uh, some um, something quite similar. It was more like a diary, I guess. Like, okay, okay. It it looked kind of like a strip, but it was more like my just my sketchbook diary yeah um yeah, whatever it was it was beautifully drawn and it was really funny and i i really loved it and i followed it early on so i've been aware and as soon as you know social media started cropping up i started following you on social media and and whatnot and let me i'm putting part ahead of the horse here why don't i tell folks why you're here and it's a really exciting moment because you've got your first book out uh in english available on amazon yeah it's Finally, a, yeah. Yep, a collection of your wonderful comic strip, Dunce, called Arctic Tales uh, by Jens Stiva. And it, for anybody who's looking for it, and that's um, J-E-N-S-S-T-Y-V-E. You can find it on Amazon. This is, a, I, I got this book. I know you sent me the PDF, but, you know, I, I love to read physical copies. Yeah, I'm glad you got the real oh, thing. Gosh, man, it's, it's <laughs> not only is it, it's. I think it's probably my favorite comic strip of I don't know the last five years. Uh, it's it's right up there. There's there's a couple. Thanks. That thanks. Stay up there. You know, Will Henry's uh, work is up there. Tahid Bondia. Yeah. You are just right there with the two of them. Uh, it's it's just thanks. Fabulous stuff. I, I laugh. Thank you. Lot of, but I also just love the characters, and and I love love love. You're drawing. It's just fantastic. So anybody, thank you so folks, much. Rush out, get this, get this book because uh, if you love comic strips, this is this is definitely for you. Great characters, great drawing, great humor, um, all the way through. Wonderful stuff. And this is just the tip of the iceberg from what Jens has got. Right. So, congratulations on the book. Yeah, thanks. It it feels great to finally have something to show in English. Um, I, I prefer to to have my readers uh, read my comics on paper, actually. So, so that's a big relief after doing this for seven years, more than seven years now. Seven so years. Finally, to have some printed material for uh, English readers is is so, it's so important. I'm so glad. I mean, it it's been available in English on Instagram and elsewhere, right? Um, all this time. I mean, I've been reading it for some time. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I, since I, I do a daily strip, uh, I I make so much content, so I, I I don't have time to to sit and post everything online, and also, well, it's kind of painful, you know, to to just keep these uh, platforms, mm. try to keep them happy, and uh, oh, yeah, to right. do whatever they demand there all the time. I, I get so tired of it. So, mm. so yeah, I have I have my newspapers. I, there are around thirty newspapers now. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
the book collections in um, Norway and in France and in also now in uh, Spanish. In Me I was in Mexico this winter uh -huh. Uh -huh. and launched a book there. So so yeah, just to 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 have this um, stuff read on paper. That's that's what I prefer. So for those who don't know, Jensa is uh, Norwegian, right? And yep. so uh, his work is is. Uh, published primarily in Norway, in Oslo, and elsewhere. And and Jens, why don't you talk a little bit about the history of of Dunce? What's the the concept behind Dunce, and how you got started, and where it is now? Yeah, I I, I live um, actually two hours flight from Oslo, so I live in the far north of Norway, mm -hmm. and uh, it used to be like uh, middle of nowhere in a way, but uh, right now it's it's very popular. With the uh, tourists from all over, everyone wants to see the Northern Lights these days. Uh huh. So, so actually, it's pretty crowded right now. The last few years, and especially this winter, has been crazy. Yeah, but it's in uh, way above the polar, the Arctic Circle. So mm -hmm. um, we have these uh, two months of darkness wow. in the winter, and we have uh, two months of midnight sun in the summer. So you have this big, big. Um, uh variations of seasons and um the winter we we can go skiing here for around six months wow so very long winter and well so many so people are heading up there i'm sure because there's no snow anywhere else in the world anymore yeah we have a lot of it so, especially <laughs> this year so um it is a special place uh and if you stay outdoors a lot then you learn to love love it I guess this uh, nature and this environment is uh, part of has become part of my comic. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the the main character, at least what used to be the main character, is the the, the dad is um, mm -hmm. pretty much like me. He has the same name as me, and uh, the boy, his son is called Gustav. And he's mm -hmm. around nine, and they have a dog called Brego, who um, is pretty much like my own dog. <laughs> Well, very much like my own dog but you don't walk <laughs> around uh, wearing a dunce cap i don't no i don't yeah what 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 was the, i mean what was the rationale behind that i mean it, you're 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 doing something that references yourself if not actually tells your own story and you decided to give yourself a dunce cap yeah well a lot of stuff with my my universe my comic universe is sort of random it's not very planned like the best friend of the main character is a fish so there's not not something i planned it just happened and stuck stuck with me so all the other characters in this universe are humans mostly except for the dogs uh, and then there's a humanoid uh, fish uh, and the dunce cap it's um, just something I, I i did very early when i did something autobiographical uh, I drew myself with the dunce cap because I don't know. I felt I should be ashamed or I should have done something stupid or it's like a punishment for myself. Uh, it's not common in Norway, um, but I, you know, I saw it in the American comics when I grew uh -huh. up. Uh -huh. You said it was like a punishment for yourself. Is like is like drawing the comic a kind of punishment or? Uh... Uh, actually, no. It was more like uh, complaining that why do I do? Why am I doing this? It's stupid. I. It's so hard to, <laughs> yeah, it was like a whining, uh, yeah, 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 feeling yeah. sorry for myself. Uh, yeah. Okay, well. It's... So so it just stuck with me, and mm -hmm. when I, I became a dad, uh, 
and I came back to comics after 15 years away. This son had to have a little dunce cap too, of course. It was mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Gustav has a dun little dunce cap too. he does, Um, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it uh, it's it's not reflective necessarily though of who the characters are. They seem their foibles are no worse, I think, than most people's. Um, but they it's their responses that are pretty funny. And your drawing of them is just masterful. I mean, the expressions on these characters' faces are incredible. The postures, they're all they're all just wonderful. And Thanks. uh, you know, I just as I go through the book, I've gone through it a couple of times now since I got it. And I only got it last Friday, I think. I've gone through it a couple of times and and just marvel at the cartooning. The dog, Brago, he's drawn so beautifully. His character design is so funny and his expressions are so revealing. It's incredible. Brago is just, he's one of my, I mean, I love all the characters, but Brago, I think, might be my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really been uh, stealing the show after he came into the comic. And I, I did um, actually tell the story when he came in and was was a puppy. And so he's been growing, growing with a, with a strip and uh, he's stealing the show all the time. So, And he's not Snoopy, um, which is hard to do when you're doing a comic strip. You come up with a dog, right, who is uh, a companion to the main character, who's not Snoopy-like. And, you know, he's anthropomorphic in the sense that he thinks and speaks, but he's not, his personality is clearly distinct from Snoopy's personality. He revels in Yeah, dog. I think so. <laughs> you know, he loves being a dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he's like a, I think my, uh, a theme in my comic is uh, nature versus technology, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm very interested in technology and also much in nature. So, so um, I think this collision of these two are are like in the core of my interest and also in my storytelling. And and Brego is perfect for uh, representing the nature because of his instincts and. And he's not uh, he's not uh, hiding any mm -hmm. of his uh, instincts. It's it's very clear on him. If, so in fact, he's encouraging Dunce and and um, Gustav to follow suit. As a matter of fact, eat some garbage. It'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 can't see the reason why why you should ignore or or push away your instincts. So yeah, yeah. Lick some yellow snow. It's it's okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He right. loves it. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He's he's hilarious, and and we've all seen our dogs do those things. And Brego uh, breaks out and talks about it. <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does what he does. Uh, yeah, which is which is entertaining. It's very 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 funny. Uh, and also also the boy uh, Gustav, he's mm -hmm. nine. Uh, he's also been stealing the show more and more. Yes. So, so I I didn't uh, regard it as a kids strip when I started, but uh, I I. I think I thought it was just for people like my own age, but uh, it's turned more and more into a kids-friendly comic, and, and I, I'm really happy about this uh, English book that it's targeted more mm -hmm. to young readers, but also, of course, anyone, but also for the kids. So I'm excited to see how that works on the young readers and the English And the kids. book's doing well, right? The book seems to be selling well on Amazon so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been great. Uh, just been there for a week, and uh, I'm so happy. I got these great reviews and uh, feedback, and yeah, now I get to speak to you.
Yeah, it's wonderful. And and I'm so I'm excited about it too. I mean, we've meant to do this for a long time and and this is a really great opportunity to do it. Um Yeah, so, yeah, to uh, finally have something out in English. That, that's a good timing. Yeah, it is. It's very nice. And I'm so happy too because I'm trying to get back to the podcast more so than last year. Um COVID sort of knocked the podcast off off its rocker so to speak. But um I've been listening to this for many years, so Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I know. Um <laughs> And I appreciate that somebody, you know, it's nice to know a cartoonist who's as, who's as great as you are is listening and enjoying the podcast. That's oh, um, really inspiring. Well, one of the things in regard to what you're talking about with nature, there's this whole wonderful section about this plant uh, at the back of the book, which I really enjoy because I think anybody who has ever tried to take care of a plant kind of knows what Gustav is going through with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What inspired that? Was it just simply happenstance? You came across a, a plant that needed to be watered or or well when I introduced the the kid, the nine-year-old kid in my comic, I, I knew that I didn't want him to be like a Bart Simpson or like uh mm -hmm. Calvin Hobbes uh, like the rascal kid. Yeah or Dennis or I want because my own I have three kids and they're they're so smart and clever and well behaved. Them. yeah that's my impression of kids these days they are actually pretty nice <laughs> so <laughs> i wanted this kid to be like the kids around me that just knows a lot and interested and curious and and also wants to do good so mm -hmm. so when he he's uh, getting this plant that he has uh, he, his friend best friend is a girl who lives right next door and and she has this plant that she she's not taking good care of he his uh, instincts tell him that he's needed here to to save this plant and to care for it and so it's i guess it's uh about uh this uh broader uh theme of um, taking care of someone something and uh, responsibility and and doing good and uh, when he uh, learns that this uh, monstera plant is from the rainforest he mm -hmm. he wants to save like do his part of saving the rainforest and uh, so it gets even more important for him so so i really i love doing this long long sequence with the monstera and i'm also very proud of how it turned out and oh, it turned it's out uh it's almost 70 strips so it's definitely the longest sequence i i've done in strips and it's hard to find uh, other comic strips too with uh, a longer sequence than than that i think yeah yeah um very few really i mean and it each it's important also for folks to know that it each strip reads individually but they all contribute to the larger story and yeah yeah that's a, that's like you know that's the impossible yeah. <laughs> of what we we're doing it's you have to you have to make entertain someone who just sees the one strip also so it's almost impossible but uh, yeah it's uh part of the struggle and part of the the fun with uh working with this medium yeah and and you did it you pulled it off so well i i as i was reading through i you know i was just like it was one it's one of those things when you're reading something you're really enjoying reading you can't put it down and you just keep reading and that's what i, I what happened with this entire book and the story with the plant is fresh in my mind because I, I was reading it just the last uh day or so and 
Uh, I love the, I'm not going to give away the ending because the ending is, I, I thought the ending was really poignant and really interesting the way you turned it around and made a comment, I think, in some sense that suggests that even when we try to do good, there are consequences. And exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, unintended consequences. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, that's maybe why I'm really proud of the sequence because it has a theme and it has a message and it's, it's uh, stitched together so that it is a proper story and mm -hmm. and when i before i started doing comic strips i, I was a bit um, skeptical to the strips because i i said i want to tell stories not jokes yeah and then when i started challenging me myself by um, trying to to think could i do a newspaper strip uh, i wanted to see if i can still be a, more like a storyteller and uh, and do it in this format and and what I've learned is uh, that uh, this strip, newspaper strip medium has this amazing quality that people, the readers, they come by every day. They they just pop in and see what ha what happens in in your universe, in your fictional universe, and every single day. And that's a very it's a, bl a blessing in a way to to have this uh, way to tell stories. Uh, I have the fictional universe that is running. Um, the time is running. The same speed as our lives in a way but mm -hmm. people just pop in once every day and see what what happened this today so i think that's that's part of the joy of uh, making comics from uh, strips for me and also i guess for the readers yeah but also then you you have the book collections of course and i think it it should work well also there to read the whole thing but what you read um, yesterday or today was like two two and a half months of strips so sure. if you follow the newspapers then it takes two months to to follow this story right and that's and really really great it it is and it's a joy that uh, i don't know what the newspaper uh, industry is like in in norway but here you're probably well aware that newspapers aren't what they used to be and they've been supplanted by uh online news sources and that uh, i mean when i ask my students uh here at Delphi who reads a newspaper well not you know 20 year olds none of them do unfortunately none of them even follow them online but uh, such as 20 years old but nevertheless the joy of reading comic strip and i i grew up with this you grew up with this that joy of reading comic strip like for example peanuts which who would go into i think the longest sequences schultz ever did were like two weeks or something like that but you'd follow the storyline every week or if you were reading a, an adventure strip like dick tracy or uh, one of those strips, you might read a storyline that went on for months, uh, for a couple. Yeah, of sure. Yeah, and that was always exciting because um, it was like a little present you got every day. To check in, yeah, with those characters. But they, they were more like uh, they couldn't stand alone. You have you had to read all of them, I guess. Well, yeah, sure. Like, uh, like the Phantom, uh, one day he, he pushed someone, and the next day they fell over. So. Exactly. Yeah. Very yeah. Good, right. You had to you had to make sure you read them. You couldn't just read yeah. one and check in again three days later. Yeah, and then the newspaper were messing them up and uh, yeah, skipping someone or printing them twice or in the wrong well, order. One of the challenges of writing for the newspaper in a comic strip like yours then is right is is writing a punchline, a joke that makes sense, but also like cluing the audience into the overall narrative. 
yeah. at the same time that you're making an isolated segment and yeah that you have means... to you have to repeat what's happening and then not uh, boring the guys who and people who read it in a book collection so yeah, yeah it's almost impossible it's almost impossible <laughs> it's like walking on a tightrope it really is a, a, a very tricky balancing act um yeah so you know you were talking about you were mentioned before that you had been doing comics and you were away from comics can you give us like a, a a sense of what you were doing before you were away and then you went away for a long time and tell us how that happened and how you got back into it uh yeah i grew up with uh mostly french comics but also some american comics and uh i wanted to draw something like uh, asterix or you know Gaston Lagaffe, or but it, I couldn't draw it because it was so delicate. It was so crafted, but um, that's what I dreamt about when I was a kid. And uh, and then um, as a student, I there was this in the nineties. There was this uh, wave of American underground comics, mm -hmm. of course, Crumb, but also Peter Bag, mm -hmm. Peter Bag's Hate, and Eight Ball by Daniel Cloves, and. That made a really big impression on me, and I, I wanted to do underground comics, and that's what I did uh, since I was, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, and then we we even started our own uh, little publisher publishing company in Norway, uh, just publishing our own comics. Also, Brego is complaining. I had to let. Him. Okay, sure, sure. Brego from the comic strip is is broken into the real world here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a dog. I have dog. <laughs> yeah, I saw you got a new puppy. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we yeah, have beautiful. a puppy. It's it is beautiful. It's wonderful. Uh, we're having a heck of a time. A yeah. Of yeah, but go yeah, on. Yeah. So in the nineties, there was the Fantagraphics and also the, of course, the Sandman, uh, mm -hmm. the Bone, yeah. and everything happening then. Yeah. It was very inspiring. And then around two thousand, I moved to the far north because I used to live in Oslo and that's where most of the Norwegian comic artists are. So I moved to the far north and there was no comic scene at all here. Uh, so I just, uh, well, I felt I had done all I could in the comics. So I, I just quit. Uh, I put it away and I thought I will probably never make comics again and worked as a graphic designer for 14 years mm -hmm. and, uh, suddenly just came back and, uh, realized that I had actually been missing it and uh, then then I wanted to be to try some different format not to my own my old tricks over again so I, then I started um, uh, studying comic strips and seeing um, testing myself could I do something in this format and it also at that time I had this daily diary comic that I did just for myself and I started publishing it online and I didn't I didn't realize it in the beginning but i was it was very easy to make it into a strip because it was like just four panels on a page mm -hmm. so i just had to move the panels in a row and then it was a comic strip so and then there was a comic strip competition in a big norwegian newspaper and uh one friend who is also an editor she said uh, you have to send your autobio diary to the competition and and i won this competition and uh, the prize for winning was four months of publication so then doing a daily strip for four months then you're uh, you're in and mm -hmm. uh, I have I've been doing it since then and uh, these four months became many years in that newspaper so and then I got some more newspapers and yeah 
So I'm, how many years has it been now since you won the the contest? Yeah, I started in 2017 in January. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been more than seven years now. Yeah, there's five uh, book collections in Norway. It's uh, number six is coming this year. And is it? It's a daily strip. You do five days a week or seven days a week? Six, six days. Yeah, six we don't days. have a Sunday. We don't have a Sunday strip tradition here, probably because the newspapers normally don't have a Sunday edition. So, oh, that's interesting. Oh, hmm. that, that... so just six, but six. it's a uh, two hundred and thirty in a year or something. Sure, it's a lot of strips. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a lot. It's a lot of strips. Um, hmm. So in the in the book is only a. A section of that so there'll be more books in english i'm sure uh, yeah yeah I, I have uh, at least five books that i can publish this way so yeah then you're are you making your living then as just doing dunce now yeah yeah that's fantastic yeah it is and and so th- you said 30 newspapers and these 30 newspapers are all in norway uh some in sweden okay some in finland Okay. And uh, yeah, the rest of them are in Norway. Okay. Yeah, but it is the same uh, problem here. The newspapers are dying, and uh, there's a lot of pessimism uh, around this all this newspaper uh, business. So, mm-hmm. so it sort of feels like, well, I've been thinking from day one that this is just on borrowed time, mm-hmm. if you say that in English. Um, we'll see how long I can keep doing it, but for now, it's doing good. It's doing good. Not to get too to pry, really, but it's interesting, I think, from a point of view of just, you know, cartoonists doing business. There's a syndication or a syndicate that syndicates your strip. Is that how it works in, in Norway, like here? Yeah, it is uh, sort of a syndicate. It's uh, an agent who oh, okay. does all the all the deals with all the newspapers and uh, distributes for me. So, yeah. Okay. I don't have so to it works talk like to that. the editors. Yeah. And your income from the strip itself is your primary source of income, or is it the books now? Yeah, it's a mix. It's uh, these things, books and uh, newspapers. And the third thing is uh, anthologies. In Norway, we have uh, several um, comic strip anthologies in the shops. Okay. So, And my strip is in two of these. So every month there is... Oh. Uh, 24 of my strips in uh-huh. these monthly anthologies. So uh-huh. I have eight pages, four in each of them. So that's also an income. So, Yeah, that's interesting. We don't have, I don't think we have anything similar to that, which is kind of funny. You would, that's such a good idea. Uh, yeah, so, it's a nice, very beautiful thing. Yeah. So if this was a video. Um, yeah, sure. Go ahead. because I, I could show it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And that collects one region, of them. a variety of strips that are published in Norway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. And is it, there just one agent who works for all of these strips, or is it multiple agents? Actually, yeah, it is one agent, and he's uh, also started his own publishing house and uh, mm-hmm. publishing mm-hmm. comics. So, mm-hmm. so he's been really important for uh, the whole strip uh, industry that we actually have here. So, mm-hmm. when I travel. To other countries to festivals and speak to people uh, people are a bit surprised that we have um, that we have this uh, comic strip industry still here in norway but we do there are 
handful of people who will make a living of it. Yeah. Still. Well, it's one of those things that, you know, I think you're the only Norwegian cartoonist that I follow and I'm aware of, and I'm so happy that I am. I mean, I know that people listening in are going to, it's going to sound crazy. I'm going to, I sound like a, a crazy fan, but I am a big fan. I'm a big, big fan. And I can't say it enough. I love your stuff. And I, I love the book. And I love the way you draw and all of it. it. It's just a wonderful comic strip. And it, it, it captures everything that a great comedic comic strip really should have. In that way, I see it in the direct line from Schultz to to Watterson to Stive, you know? I mean, there's a there's a line there, not only in terms of subject, but also in terms of quality and in terms of kind of the way in which you are naturally suited to working within this medium. So it's all there. And, and so I hope people will search it out and discover it for themselves because I think people who love comic strips will love this. You know, it suggests to me too that there's more in Norway to look at. And I'm surprised that I haven't seen more Norwegian comics in the past. And I hope that I, I do. Translating it is a question in, in my mind, you know, is like your the books are appearing in France, you said, and in Sweden, uh, and in Spain now. And so you've got to go through this process, I'm sure, of, of uh, must be a difficult process translating it into different languages. Yeah, it's, um, well, the French and the Spanish editions, uh, I just trust someone to do it. Uh, because I, I'm not good at any of those languages so, but uh, but the english version i i translated myself and then i had it proofread by mm -hmm. an american friend so so i would know that it's better than my my uh, own english um, huh. so i think that worked well i haven't heard any complaints no i think it works very well i think one of the things so when you're writing jokes in language in any language right but when you're writing jokes there's a rhythm and a pacing and a timing, right? And so you're you're sitting there, and you're trying to finesse the words in such a way, and the rhythm of the words, the choice of the words in such a way that it it gets the humor across in the best way possible. And it's very it's 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 like writing poetry in in your awareness and cognizance of, and sensitivity to the ins and outs of language. And so I I was really surprised in that way at how seamless it seems not that i've read it in norwegian i haven't but in reading it it seems like it's always been written in english um the oh, joke's good work, to hear yeah everything works really perfectly in english and that's that's a big surprise yeah i think that's uh much because of my friend who proof read it uh because my english is as you can hear not great, but uh, the guy's called uh, James Duncan. And he's, I think, added this uh, rhythm and poetry, and just his uh, gut feeling uh -huh. uh, coming with good suggestions. And I always trust him. So, Oh, very well. It's great to yeah. have somebody on your team that, that yeah. can help you with, with that matter because it works really well. The, you know, the punchlines fall the way they need to fall, and uh, the stories are revealed the way they need to be. So, you know, kudos to your, your friend. Uh, as well yeah. as to you for for doing mm. this, uh, and so how? Okay, so what's your process um, for the strip? And are you working traditionally or digitally? Yeah, I, when I started doing the strip, I was uh, very uh, convinced that I would do it on paper because I had been working, you know, as a graphic designer for fourteen years. I was very happy to get away from computers and to sit and draw. 
So that's what I did for uh, 150 strips or something. And then somebody borrowed me an iPad and yeah, Procreate mm -hmm. uh, had arrived. And uh, I realized that I, well, uh, this would save me so much time. And time was really the <laughs> main problem I had at that time. And uh, I guess still is. So so I just had to switch to, to the iPad because of the, the pressure of the deadlines. Yeah. But um when I did I I um tried to find out how to to make it look as organic as possible and also to match my drawing style and and I got to know a person um, uh, online who who makes brushes for Procreate and oh, yeah, yeah. and he took it as a challenge to to make um, my drawing style as a brush pack so <gasps> so you can actually find it online you can buy it oh, for uh, I want to get a few it dollars yeah, you can buy it. I think it's five dollars or something. Where where can if I you get just it? Uh, yeah. search for the Dunce brushes for oh, Procreate? Okay, yeah. I absolutely mm. will. Um, yeah, you know because so he did a great job, and uh, yeah, I think it looks still pretty organic, oh. and uh, I managed managed to to keep all my deadlines for seven years now. Yeah, it's great. Well, Procreate changed everything for me too. It was funny. I was always I was never going to move over from paper to uh, yeah to procreate to you know i was just never going to do it yeah i wasn't happy with my scanner and uh hmm. scans i was getting and so i was looking for a new scanner and my wife said why, oh, do, yeah. why do you need to do why don't you just get an ipad and i was like yeah. well one they're expensive and two you know drawing digitally blah. and just to <laughs> try it so i picked up the apple pencil and i started drawing on it I was like oh this is awesome this is unbelievable yeah. i couldn't it believe is. it and yeah. boom you know and i think it was around the same time I think it's been seven years now that I've been working with. Yeah, it. yeah, and uh, yeah, I really hate scanning. That's the worst. Uh, I feel like I'm dying uh, every time the scanner is yeah. slowly doing its job. Uh, my life just uh, ebbs out of me. It, it, I know, and it never translates yeah. <laughs> lines correctly, and you know, it's always a little. So when I you finding that you can actually draw on an iPad, it was just so, just a big game changer for me in every way and um and it's so cool you would never know looking at your work that that you were using procreate i mean i kind of wondered not because of the look of it just because you're doing a daily strip now mm -hmm. it makes yeah. sense so so you do this the strip you um you write the strip you draw the strip and procreate are you coloring in procreate also um i get help with the uh, coloring mm -hmm. oh you do okay yeah so mm -hmm. uh there are some people in Lithuania who do it. Oh, I see. And uh, I think they do it really well. I, they have understood how I want it. And yeah, they are good at at imitating my own coloring style. So it's uh, I'm happy with it. I wish I had time to do it myself, but uh, I don't. It's too busy. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I imagine. Um, mm. It's not possible. Do you, do you, are they printed in, uh, in the newspaper in color or in black and white? Uh, yeah, color. In color, okay, mm. that's nice. That's a standard, yeah. It's a standard. But it's actually, I do love um, when I read Calvin and Hobbes. I I would prefer to read them in you black like and white. So, so it would be nice to make a book one time with the black and white versions. Too, oh yeah, because it can be sometimes a little bit noisy with all the coloring, uh -huh. stealing uh, too much attention. Maybe and your line is so beautiful that people can yeah, it would be nice to make a black and white. I would love that. But I, I don't see. know if my any of my editors 
thinking the same. <laughs> I see um, behind you on the wall, there are some, what I think are done strips that are in black and white. Yeah, that's original strips. Like uh, two of them are like ink okay. originals. Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, and that looks pretty good from here. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm imagining, you know, a book in black and white would be wonderful. Or yeah, maybe I think so. you could do a, bu a book where the, you know, you do the front front part of the book, the ma majority of it's in color. And then you have section in the back maybe that's in that's sure know. yeah and so, now my my amazon books are self-published so i could do whatever you, i want to do <laughs> yeah. yeah although it's funny um i can't imagine you going without a, a u.s publisher for very long i mean I, I i honestly think in terms of my comic strip reading experience this is one of the most joyous comic strip reading experiences i've had in quite some time and hmm. um, and I can only think that we're missing out in the U.S. by not getting this to more people because I think it's just it's just a joy. It's got you know it revitalizes a medium and a and an approach. I think via a very traditional vehicle. There's it's it's both traditional in its roots. It's in the way it tells a story, the way it tells humor, the way it conveys humor. Uh, your drawing, all those things. There's nothing radical about them. It it's however your approach is feels so fresh and new, um, and I I don't really know that there's anything here that feels both new and is light. And when I say light, it's like I, it's not to suggest that the subject matter is lightweight or because it's not. We get involved in personalities, and the personalities have insecurities and fears. The character that is ostensibly you. I'm remembering now him him working on the Christmas cookies and hmm. you know what the, the feelings and the problems he was going through and how his son Gustav responded to that and all of that. You know, all that's that's stuff that's relatable and it's hmm. real and your strip gets to that, but it does so in a way that's so fresh and vital uh, that hmm. I can't imagine that a United States publisher or syndicate wouldn't be interested in this. And if there is, I know uh, there are a couple people from King Features and and from uh, from Go Comics who listen to this show. And I hmm. highly, if you guys haven't picked up on Dunce yet, you really you're missing out. You should reach out to Jans because this is a wonderful piece of work um, that more people should see in the U.S. And thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's it's no secret that. Um... That I, my ideals in uh, comic strips, they are very much Americans, um, like uh, Peanuts and the Cardinal Hops, of course, is mm -hmm. something I study. And, um, and Cul de Sac is a big favorite yeah, for me. Cul de Sac is great. Yeah. And of course, Pogo and Crazy Cat and mm -hmm. Matt Grunning books oh, yeah. Yeah, Matt. of old. And, yeah. And also, like you mentioned, Wallace the Brave and uh, Crabgrass, I think they are playing in the same, uh, playing playing in the same uh, playfield as in the same sense. Me and I'm really happy that they exist because yeah, it's hard to find comic strips that are character based and storytelling based, like like uh, what I try to do myself. So yeah, I think. Um, I'm really glad that I have something in English now to show, and uh, it's taken too many years. I, I I thought I would be able to find a publisher, but I've had no luck with that what, so far. Finding a publisher—that's that's a lot of work in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, it's not something I do, but there are some agents or people who push it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
you know and um right i have been talking to uh, both uh, syndicates also and oh good yeah yeah and they like it and uh but they're i i think i i'm picking up some pessimism <laughs> there ah. also at least well, maybe uh, it's more the state uh, of the regarding the newspapers and yeah yeah more the state of the industry than anything i suppose yeah but i think it would be i would prefer to to um publish on like go comics or comics kingdom instead of instagram because i i really i'm having trouble with these social media platforms so mm -hmm. i yeah. just don't like them <laughs> oh. so it's okay for promotion but i don't want to to feed them with uh, all my my storytelling is that because interaction or because the you just yeah they they they, they dictate how you're supposed to behave uh, and then they don't pay you anything for it yeah so. Yeah. yeah yeah they just push you around all the time and and you sit you don't earn a penny of yeah. It. yeah you don't earn anything i know it's... so why should you keep up with all the right bullying that they yeah. do yeah mm -hmm. exactly yeah i understand completely so going forward then do you see another dunce book coming in english anytime soon i mean because this is just a chunk of uh, well actually tell me before i get to that question are these strips mostly recent strips, or do they are they they come from the whole period, the last seven years, or? Yeah, it's uh, it's taken all from the last book, the fifth book. The fifth book. So, so like... yeah, just to make everything very confusing, I started publishing the fifth book. So <laughs> it would be even worse if I put a number five on the spine, but I didn't do that. Right. But right. I, it was because. Um, I didn't want to publish from start because I want to show people what I make right now. So, so I just went straight on with the newer stuff. Um, but I still I have one more year of strips done. Mm. So I have a book that will come out this year. Oh, so another... I could make yeah. So the next English book could be this next book, or it could be older stuff. I, I'm not sure. But uh, I I think I want to maybe visit a festival at least in the UK, but maybe also in the States, mm -hmm. and uh, have a table and show the book and meet readers. And yeah. and then, um, yeah, that would be a good time to make, uh, to publish the next one sure. after just maybe doing these two festivals, one in the UK and one in the US. So mm -hmm. when it comes to the strip now, I know you, you've got three, you said three children? Um, yeah. And so your character in the book has one, and your character's best friend is a fish, a humanoid fish. <laughs> um, how is it you came to? And your your son Gustav has. Um, I don't know what her name is. His best friend is the girl who lives next door. Siri, Siri, yeah. Syria, okay. Yeah. So she's his best friend, and who am I? And there's Brago, and and I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah, it's the co-workers and the kids in school and uh, yeah. So how is it you decided, like, for example, one thing that you're obviously, you know, happily married and yet there's no wife for your character in this book. And I'm curious as to why that omission and why you chose characters that you did, why one child instead of three children, etc. How did those decisions? Uh, yeah, you know, it's only four panels, so it's <laughs> you know, how much, uh, <laughs> there's not much space in it yeah. so you have to compress it and uh, my wife actually said quite early on that i i don't want to be a comic uh, character so that was easy oh, okay that makes sense oh so it had to be a divorced uh yeah character. i could yeah. see that could be a problem 
you know <laughs> but, yeah but also I, I i didn't really want to make uh, like relationship stuff mm-hmm. yeah um because yeah that's not something i i wanted to do uh and uh, three kids, I guess uh, Gustav is a mix of my kids and also uh, very much m- me when I was a child. Ah, so, so uh, yeah, it's a good mix mixture. And then the best friend, the fish, which I, his name escapes me too. Um, uh, Berge. Berge, yeah. I should maybe find an English name for him, but I kept the Norwegian names uh-huh. so far. And, and so where did that come from, um, that idea? And is it based With on the fish? Actually, it was uh, something I did when I moved uh, from Oslo to the far north of Norway because there's a lot of fish industry. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, traditionally, everybody lived off fishing in mm-hmm. this northern Norway. So it was just uh, in my autobio comic that I did at that time, uh, just just to show my friends in Oslo that, yeah, I'm, I have a friend up here also. He's a northern, <laughs> northern Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, person, so uh, of course he's quite fishy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. He was Krampus at Christmas time. Uh, yeah, he's very interested in this um, folklore, uh-huh. all kinds he's... of uh, oh, that's right, mythology. Yeah, hmm. yeah Norwegian folklore shows up uh, a little yeah. way yeah. in the strip, uh, and that that's kind of interesting too to learn something about that. But for all of that, it's very relatable to an audience in the U.S. I mean, there's nothing in here that um, threw me off or made me go searching to Wikipedia or anything. Um, so you yeah, know, you know, it was actually pretty... I, you know, I had to I had to cut out uh, some strips because of the page number. It's 200 pages here, yeah. and uh, I had maybe 200 and. 50 in this Norwegian collection. So I cut some strips that are maybe to to adult jokes or uh, funny for the, not so funny for kids. Okay. And I also, I also skipped the sequence. I don't know if I needed to do that, but I was a bit afraid because I know you Americans are a bit um, easy to, to uh, upset. So (laughs) there was a, before Christmas, uh, Gustav has this, toilet roll theater okay. he, he puts up a, a show every year with toilet roll figures okay so he, he that year he, he made a, the gospel is that what you call it the, oh, the gospel okay yeah with toilet rolls and i thought well americans they are very uh religious religious yeah so i shouldn't okay. make jokes about the gospel so i i left those out <laughs> yeah unfortunately re- because i like that sequence a lot yeah, yeah. I, actually i'd like to see the sequence because i'm not quite so you know irreverence of that kind does yeah. not me at yeah. all. i think if, so, if your icons are not strong enough to handle satire and ridicule they're not very strong you know they're, they're, yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're but strong. i wanted it to be some a book that people would give to their kids so yeah sure so i thought that would be maybe be smart to keep that one up but uh there is a longer christmas story in the book oh so uh, yes yes there is a it's long... uh 20 pages or something yep. so yeah that's the first uh first time i got to do this special com- uh christmas special that yeah. that we have um actually uh, lots of christmas comics in norway that's a tradition in norway that people everyone Everyone goes out and buys comics for Christmas. For Christmas. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So, so these uh, Norwegian strip artists, they all make their own Christmas specials. So that was my first one. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's... Read- readable, e- even though it's uh, normally it was printed a bit larger. 
Uh, is it printed larger? Yeah, these Christmas specials are quite big here in Norway. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it is a wonderful story, too. And I, I really enjoyed uh, I, I, I've enjoyed the entire book. I really enjoyed this Christmas story. And I love the way it it tied itself together in the end. It's just a, it's a great little story uh, with a little I love the little nod. And I, I think this is a conscious nod uh, to Peanuts. Um, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, let me just pull. I it. do that quite a lot. Yeah, um, this and this this is there. We go. I don't know if people can see that, but we have the little tree up at the top. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, was reminiscent of Charlie Brown Christmas, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a beautiful little moment in the yeah in the story. Um, but I love yeah, that. Yeah, I was a bit um, struggling in the uh, early on because how do I take the strip universe into longer stories and. Uh, Longer stories is what I used to do, and uh, but then after doing strips for many years, uh, it was hard to get, especially with these characters that were I had just done in, in four panels, mm-hmm. and then so I had to do quite a lot of work with it, and uh, also the the main character who is me is kind of grumpy and it's not very Christmas spirited, but so I I actually used that in the story that he's more grumpy than <laughs> than uh, Christmassy and. Uh, I think it it turned out good, and uh, Gustav is of course very eager about Christmas, but uh, Dad is just uh, negative about it, and uh, and I think these characters they they do care a lot about each other, they love each other, but they never say it, and they, they try to not show it, but I think it very often shines well, through. Cer- certainly, in this story, it did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in what uh, in Gustav's response mm-hmm. uh, to his father uh yep. yeah it absolutely does shine through and, mm-hmm. and you know for people who are adverse to sentimental christmas stories it's not sentimental at the same time there's a great and it's funny there's also something very heartwarming about it so uh mm-hmm. it's a really it threads that needle very well i think and uh, people will enjoy it a great deal I'm, I'm pretty sure. It reminds me that Dennis the Menace uh, and many comic strips in the U.S., but particularly Dennis the Menace was well known not only for the daily comic strip that Hank Ketchum did and the Sundays, uh, but also for the comic book. There was a comic book published for, I don't know, 20 years or so of Dennis the Menace stories that were longer Dennis the Menace stories. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. Um, no, not longer ones. No. Yeah, there's a couple collected books out um, that feature the work of Al Wiseman, who was one of the comic artists who was fabulous. And a lot of people love him as much as they love Hank Ketchum uh, for a very kind of different approach to the drawing. Jaime Hernandez is a big fan of Al Wiseman as a bunch of hmm. other people. And the stories are great. They flesh out the world and they enable Dennis to go running mad through situations. And as a kid, I really loved seeing those because you love hmm. these characters you see every day. But with Dennis, particularly, you only got one panel and hmm. every day and because it was a one-panel strip. Hmm. And you, you wanted to know what the rest of that world was like. And so hmm. what you've done in Dunce is very... It's similar to that in that sense. Hmm. It fleshes out the world and we get to move around in the world. We get visions of the world um, that aren't always available, right, through the strip itself. Except sometimes you do these one panel strips that sort of step back and show us the vista and everything uh, a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's 
it's great for me to to learn to know the universe in a broader way and also for the reader i guess so yeah it's yeah. been good with these christmas specials yeah. So, hmm. uh, where do you see Dunst going now? In the you know, in the next couple of years, how do you see it developing? You have any yeah, I, concrete plans I, in mind, or is it? I I try to um, sort of uh, regard it as a study. Like a, I feel like I'm a student of comic strips and comic storytelling and drawing, and so I try to learn stuff all the all the time and develop. I, I don't. I I try not to to do to work on repeats, just doing more mm -hmm. of the same. So I, I hope it has some direction still. And uh, it's very much about the characters and the relationships. And um, it's uh, been a privilege to to get to develop this as I make it in a way. Because, yeah, I could spend five, seven years planning it and then start doing it, but I've been able to just could do it and Mm -hmm. finding out on the uh, on the way what works and what is and what is not correct in this universe and uh, i see sometimes myself when i see older sequences uh, that i wanted to try something and i see oops it's it's wrong it's not something it's not the direction it's not the so i just back out of the idea and yeah so it's a very much um scientific project for me mm -hmm. to to uh, yeah find the find a direction to find a flow for uh, the whole thing. And um, I feel very responsible for the characters. Yeah, more and more. So I have to take care of them. And uh, uh -huh. Grego is nine now. Uh -huh. And I told my editor that when he dies, I I need to share the pain so he will die in the comic as oh, well. No, don't tell me that. <laughs> don't yeah, tell and me she that. said yeah, that's what my my editor said too. Oh, I don't what, want to know What if uh, Snoopy had died in the early 60s? That no, don't do that. Very bad idea. Yeah. Don't do, don't do that to me. No. No. no I, I I'm not <laughs> so sure we'll I can see. forgive you. Yeah. yeah. I you know, I understand the impetus because you love Brego, you love your dog. Hmm. I'm going to start crying. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's we, too painful. We it is painful. We lost a dog yeah. uh, mm. last year who was very, very dear to us. Mm. Um, our our Aussie Zook, uh, Zookaro, mm. and she passed yeah. away. And mm. uh, after a period of time of being ill, which was hard too, mm. and it's it's just heartbreaking. Um, mm. just so heartbreaking. And Brago is so alive in the strip. <laughs> so alive. Yeah. And and I've come to love Brago, you know, so much in the strip that I can't even like when you introduced another dog in the in the in the comic, and I enjoyed that other dog as much. I thought that dog was a great <laughs> character too, and I know you could do another dog that would be good. But I love Brago. He's so he's so dog, you know. He's he's so <laughs> great. And and yeah. no, don't do no, don't do that. Oh my gosh, I I I'm. No, just don't. <laughs> don't. Don't put me through that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I really, yeah, so I really love. I will tell character. my editor that you agree. Yeah. No. With her. Bad idea. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he will live for at least Forever. five years more. So. Forever. I can think about it. Yeah. I. I. <laughs> you know. I wish Sue could live forever, and and mm -hmm. I just wish their lives were longer. Um. Mm, yeah, it's too short. It certainly is. Uh, mm. Oh gosh, now I'm all choked up. Um, <laughs> it's it's true, but anyway, one of the things that strikes me in doing a comic strip when I was doing a comic strip, 
on Go Comics. Uh, one of the things about the process that I really enjoyed that's not possible any other way is that you're working every day. I was doing three days a week. I think you're doing six. So it's even more for you. But it, it you there's a, a, a Zen-like meditation in the world that you're creating and the development of your storytelling, your knowledge of the characters, the organic growth. And, and it's like... I, I don't know how to explain it. I can't find the words for it because it's you're immersed in this process and the process hmm. that is a kind of self-generating process. Once you get off that treadmill, it's a, it's a, it's very different, you know, the hmm. step outside of it. But when you're in it, there's a, a process of thought and, and growth and logic, I think um, as well as surprise, but all of those things, that come out of the self-generation of continuing the process. Have you found that that there is something unique to this process in the in the growth of your work in the strip? Yeah, yeah, I th I think I understand what you mean, and uh, I feel very much the same. It's uh, it's a really a bubble. You're in a bubble, and uh, uh, I I create so much, I produce so much that I, it's hard to to really remember what. What am I? What was I making last week? What have I started this week? It's just because it's so much all the time, and it's. And if you have some idea, well, the the Monstera story was really well planned. It was seventy strips. It had to be. It had to have a really good spine, like storytelling wise, and I had to know that it was possible to tell like one strip at a time. So that was really well planned. But, but now I'm doing more like sequences of five or eight strips and uh last year no last week was an uh possessed desk at work with some um what you call it exorcism stuff oh wow and this week it's a holographic teacher like well, standing for i don't know what you call it standing for the teacher okay. like a hologram uh-huh yeah. sure yeah and you just have to go with it and uh have to make it work and uh yeah. that's what i do this week and uh I just had to, yeah. I think yes. it's going to work. It's even uh, going to be quite funny. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Um, yeah, the premise sounds funny. Uh, but how far in advance are you working from publication? Oh, no, uh, the one, the the strip that was actually printed today was handed in yesterday, so it's pretty bad. Oh my gosh! You're yeah, day you are working day to day, so you've yeah, I. I have been like up to two months uh, ahead, but mm -hmm. these days I'm really behind. Oh no! But it's uh, I'm waiting now for the colorists, so they will send me stuff for a week. So then I will have at least a week advance. But yeah, it's oh, pretty bad. That's that's. Oh man, I feel <laughs> for you. You must feel like pressure right now to get off of this podcast and go to work. Well, it's uh, evening. It's uh, ten in the evening here. So, but tomorrow morning I have to be up and at them ready ready for it yeah and that's what i that's something i noticed when i started doing strips and getting to know other strip artists it's a it's like a really tough spot you have to be exercising and sleeping enough and eating healthy and mm -hmm. yeah. yeah because if you don't function well you don't need to go to work you have to be sharp yes and are you working at home all the time is that what you're yeah i do have an office that I actually love to do to work in, but uh, since I have Brego at home, he's uh, 
he prefers that I work at home <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty easy to to yeah he's he's having this uh power over me he, he decides what I do I see okay <laughs> not your wife or your kids it's the it's Prego yeah I, I'm pretty sure I would be using the office much more if I didn't have this dog uh -huh. he he doesn't like the office it's too small for him so oh okay yeah that's great mm, he is likes he, to move around yeah is he at your feet now no he went out he he left me oh okay. he got tired of this conversation and i think i've seen brego in a couple of you 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 posted a couple of things on instagram where you were skiing hmm. uh i think right you had a camera a body camera or something and you were skiing hmm. i'm not did yep. you do that? yeah and was brego with you in those sure yeah 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 hmm. yeah so i saw i think i saw him in that um, yeah what a wonderful companion it's it's great yeah he's a big and great friend yeah yeah it's it's mm. nice to have uh somebody you know like that with you uh all mm. the time. that's kind of what comes across in the strip as well you know brego is that integral a part of the family yeah yeah i'm I'm really soft-hearted when it comes to animals and uh yeah mm. almost too much but uh but also yeah he he like speaks to me i uh -huh. can I, I imagine that I understands exactly what he says all the time, and my my family just says <laughs> I'm <laughs> putting too much in into it. But uh, yeah, he speaks to me. Is he more your and dog? That may, that's uh, no, no. He's he's uh, as connected to to all of us. But uh, but I guess I'm the one who uh, yeah I I'm the one who struggles when he's home alone and feeling sorry for him all the time. And yeah. Too soft. Hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> that tells us a little bit too. It's very interesting to know. Hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, um, Janst, uh, this has been a great conversation. It's wonderful to finally connect with you. And, yeah, so you know, nice. to, to learn about, just to talk about this wonderful comic strip that I cannot recommend highly enough. Um, Dunce Arctic Tales is available on Amazon, and I encourage everybody who's listening uh, to this podcast uh, to head up, to get it right away because it's you will you'll just love it. And you will absolutely just love it. And I'll bet you a bunch of cartoonists are going to go searching for those dunce brushes. I know I am uh, <laughs> as soon as I can find them because uh, the line the the drawing in this, which is not something that we've talked a lot about, um, but the drawing in this is just exquisite it's so great it's great cartooning all the way through it's expressive character designs are wonderful the character expressions are wonderful the gestures the postures everything it's just it's like for a cartoon lover this is this is like a, a gourmet meal thanks Jeff. yeah and I, I really do mean it that always leads to another question is this is dunce when you know i know you're a graphic designer in terms of your drawing is dunce like Dunce, what you naturally draw like is that what you were always driven to drawing like, or do you did you at one point or another draw in more naturalistic style, or do other kinds of of illustration? Uh, yeah, I, I I do practice the craft of drawing all the time, and I go to the like the live mm -hmm. model drawing oh. every week, and uh, yeah, so I practice the craft. But uh, when you do a strip, it's you need to to have a effective style, not just to to keep the deadlines, but also for the readers to to easily read it in a small format. So 
Mm-hmm. Sure. So, but it is very much the la- style that I've uh, done most of my work in, mm-hmm. more cartoony style. Mm. Yeah, and I've, I, you know, I going back to when I first encountered your work uh, on Tapas many years ago, mm. that I recognized it and uh, that connection from then to mm. Mm. not to not to belabor the point, but um, again, I really appreciate you being on the show. This has been so much fun. Uh, so great and so enjoyable to talk about this wonderful, wonderful comic strip and wonderful book. And I, I really do. I hope it does so well and I hope it finds wider distribution in the U.S. Yeah, so, thanks. Yeah. All right, Jans. Take care. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. And uh, it's a very, and, and I hope at the same time that you enjoyed that interview, you bought the book and you've got it and you're sitting there flipping through it, reading some of your favorite dunce comic strips at the same time that you're listening to the interview. Or better yet, you, you, you listened to the intro, you decided to wait, you bought the book, you waited for it to arrive, book has arrived, now you're sitting there comfortably in your chair, you've got Jens's work in hand, you're flipping through these wonderful pages and looking at that fine line work and beautiful coloring and hilarious situations and listening to how it all came together in this uh, in this interview with Jens Stivey. Uh, anyway, uh, I really do hope you you go out and get it. Just not for not just because Jens is a pal and I want to support him. It's also because uh, I want you to have a great comic strip book to enjoy. And uh, so there you go. I want you to have a good time reading a comic strip, and this is a good time. So, well, um, next time on Blockhead, the great Dean Haspiel will be here. Yep, Dino. Uh, You know him from mainstream comics. He's worked uh, for a multitude of publishers over the years. Uh, Done some great work for both uh, and uh, for a number of places. And he's got a brand new Kickstarter starting on February 27th. So by the time you hear this, Dean's newest Kickstarter for the Red Hook will be up and running. It starts on February 27th. I will put a link to it in the show notes. Be sure to check it out uh, and come back uh, in a week from this episode or maybe 10 days uh, for an interview with Dean Haspiel. And we'll talk about all things Kickstarter and what he's up to. We'll talk about his work from last year, COVID Cop. Uh, and um, Billy Dogma and Jane Legit, which was one of my favorite comics. Actually, both of those comics were among my favorites from 2023. So I'm really excited about this interview, and I'm really excited to sit here and, and chat with Dean because he's a really interesting artist. He's involved in a lot of different stuff, not just comics, and I think I think this is, this is just really exciting. So Dean Haspiel will be our next guest on the next episode of Blockhead. As for me, I'm working on my latest opus, uh, uh, Donut and the Cheeseburger, Race for the White House 2024. It is a political satire, if you didn't catch that. Uh, And uh, it was a successful Kickstarter in January. Uh, It's going to be printed in probably April. Uh, Who knows if if people enjoy it enough, if it looks good enough, I may keep going and there might be a second issue. So you might, if you missed out on this one, you might be able to get in on the second issue. I am going to make it available, I think, if I've printed up a couple of extras uh, on my Etsy shop. 
Comics Print Works, and uh, where I've got all of my comic stuff, uh, Captain Daiquiri Jones and the Space Rockettes, Green Screen and whatever else I'm working on, is there and available, and uh, you can get to it from jeffgrogan.com and the link that says shop, I think it says shop. Uh, so you can you can pick it up there and you can look for Donut and a Cheeseburger sometime in April. Or you can follow me at Green Screen Comic on Instagram. That's Green Screen Comic or Grogan Jeff on Instagram. Either one of those will do. That's where I'm posting my work as it comes out every week. Uh, I'm doing about a strip a week for that that comic. And I don't know, you know, there just, just seems to be so much material to draw from every week and so who knows i may keep going for the entire year uh because you just don't know at the end of november and into january of next year if um if you know we'll have a democracy anymore or we'll have freedom of speech or whatever who knows what's going to happen particularly if you take a critical view uh of at least one of these uh, admin, possible administrations. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll, we'll see. I, we'll see what April brings, but and, and see how it turns out. I'm kind of excited about it. I love printing on newsprint. I love doing the old newspaper thing. I love, you know, obviously comic strips and that whole world, that whole tradition of newsprint. Newsprint. Mm, inky newsprint. Love that stuff. And I bet you do too. So, uh, anyway, keep tabs with me. Follow me on Instagram, follow the comic, uh, and if you're into it, look for it on Etsy, and I'll keep you posted if there's going to be a second Kickstarter for a second issue of uh, Donut and the Cheeseburger Race for the White House. Okay, well, um, did I tell you I got a new puppy? My wife and I, we, we got a new puppy, and his name's Jasper, and he is keeping us really busy and creating chaos, as puppies are wont to do, but it's fun chaos. It's loving chaos. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it, it's brought some new new energy and life into our life, lives, and, uh, and that's always a good thing. And, and uh, so we're, we're thrilled to bits about Jasper. And wherever you are, I hope your life is filled with light and joy and love and happiness. And uh, and really, uh, I hope the best for you. And, uh, and, you know, I'm so grateful to all of you who come back to listen to this show. And, uh, and it's great to have you here. And I hope you're enjoying it. And I'll keep it going for as long as I can. So, uh, anyway, that'll do it for today. And as always, folks... Thanks for listening. Thank you.